Hey there. Welcome to another episode of Physician Estate podcast. This is your host Dr. Harsha Mule, owner and founder of Physician Estate platform. I am podcasting to you today from Kansas City, Missouri. Physician Estate is a physician-owned real estate platform directed specifically towards doctors in USA. We provide free real estate resources and investment opportunities to physicians. We facilitate physicians to make wealth and keep wealth. Disclaimer: I am not a legal advisor or investment advisor. The content in this podcast is not investment advice. This is my personal blog and all the content found here is for informational entertainment or educational purposes only. It should not be construed as personal investment advice. You are currently listening to episode 3 of Physician Estate podcast. In this episode, I will be going over the details of structure of a real estate syndication. What is the typical structure of a real estate syndication deal? When a group of people invest together, you need to have a legal entity or a legal structure. Most syndications are set up as a LLC, a limited liability company. This LLC owns the property of the syndication. The investors and the sponsors own shares in this LLC. So when you invest as a passive investor, you can either invest as a person or you can own your own LLC. You can set up your own LLC and you put your personal money into your LLC and your LLC will invest in the syndication LLC. I prefer the second route just for liability reasons to keep my business and personal accounts separate. Real estate syndications can be structured in multiple ways. The structure is created by the sponsor. sponsor will explain this structure to the investor during the discovery process syndications are usually structured for the investors to receive 80% of the distributions and sponsor will usually receive about 20% of distributions these syndications can however vary widely based on the specifics of a property they can range anywhere from 50-50 to 90-10 investors often hear a term called preferred returns when the property makes money that is cash flow meaning when the property starts to get the rents from the tenants that's usually called cash flow this is usually distributed between the investors and the sponsor example when a sponsor says that the investor gets 12% preferred returns the investor will be paid all the cash flow from the property until it reaches 12% and only after that the sponsor gets their share of the distributions from the cash flow so basically with preferred returns the sponsor gets paid only after the investors receive their distributions from cash flow all the syndication deals offer some sort of equity or shares to the investors this allows for investors to receive profits when the property is eventually sold a few syndications give profits when they refinance the property now let's talk about my first real estate syndication investment this investment was into a bread and breakfast hotel in a modern upcoming a uh, gentrifying neighborhood of Kansas City it was a 2 million dollar project to buy and renovate an existing hotel the sponsor needed 600,000 dollars in cash and the bank would lend him another 1.4 million dollars for the money i invested let's say for the ease of understanding example i invested around 100,000 dollars i received 8% ownership of the property i was given a preferred return of 10% which will be paid out every quarter Now the distributions from the cash flow were split 80-20 investors to get 80% sponsors to get 20% after we hit the 10% preferred return now prior to 10% preferred return the investors pretty much get to keep whatever the property makes after that 10% that's when the 80-20 split comes into play now anything after reaching 15% will be split 50-50 this strategy was to refinance the property at 3 year period 
it was a value-add property, which means we had to build something extra, renovate it into a more modern hotel, and it was projected to refinance at a much higher rate. The capital amount I invested was returned to me in full when the property was refinanced. I was still able to keep my 8% ownership of the property even after the, even after the refinancing. However, after the refinancing and return of my initial capital, the distributions of the cash flow did change from 80-20 to 40-60 and there was no preferred returns from the cash flow any longer. The property will be sold in 10 years and at that time I will receive 8% of the sales proceeds. In my opinion, I found this to be a very complicated structure. However, good thing, not all syndications are this complicated. All that being said, the numbers presented to you by the sponsor will make or break any deal. You have to understand the numbers thoroughly. Make sure the projections being made by the sponsor are practical and achievable. The project must fall within your risk tolerance level and you have to make sure the sponsor has skin in the game. Make sure the deal is structured in such a way that the sponsor makes money only after you make some money and make sure that the sponsor has a lot to lose if the deal does not work out. This is to create a healthy environment with a win-win situation where everyone benefits from a successfully run property. In the above mentioned investment I made, the bank lent $1.4 million to the sponsor, but the sponsor in return had to provide collateral or security to the bank. So if the deal were to fail, the sponsor had a lot to lose. The sponsor also contributed capital to the initial investment, so we knew that the sponsor was personally motivated for a lot of reasons to make sure this project was a success. Investors' interests and the sponsor's interest should always align together in the same direction for a project to be a success. Now let's jump into the second topic of this podcast, term or duration of a real estate syndication investment. How long do these investment cycle last? Most syndication deals are usually 3 to 10 year term. They fluctuate widely, however, based on the property, market cycle, syndication team's investment philosophy. In the above-mentioned example, although the term of my investment was 10 years, the deal was structured in such a way that the investors were returned their initial capital in 3 years. If you remember, this was the refinance time. The property got refinanced at a really good price and all the investors were returned their initial capital at the 3-year point. However, after that point, we still got to keep our shares or equity in the property and we get to keep it until the property is eventually sold. It is important to understand the time frame of the project and plan your investment accordingly. Investments into syndications are locked in. That is, you cannot liquidate at your own will. Once you invest, you will have to wait until the end of the term to see the money. In order to be prepared for a case of emergency, you can always have a clause included to your agreement that allows you to sell your share to another investor in order to get liquidated. Sponsors may or may not approve of this clause. To summarize, in this podcast episode, you have learned about a structure and the term of a real estate syndication deal. Thank you for listening to another episode of Physician Estate. In the next episode, you will learn about pros and cons of real estate syndications for physicians. To receive more information on real estate resources for physicians and to get updates on real estate investment opportunities with physicians, estate please subscribe to our newsletter at www.physicianestate.com do not forget to take advantage of our two new ebooks the abcs of real estate syndication for physicians and how to avoid malpractice lawsuits signing off for now this is your host dr harsha mule until next time make wealth and keep wealth